Hello and welcome to the Backstage Experience Podcast. Each week, we focus on giving you backstage access to the creation of the biggest projects in movies and television. On this episode, the Backstage Experience embraces the tragedy of Macbeth. Denzel Washington, Corey Hawkins, and the cast stop by to discuss the new adaptation and what we should expect on Apple TV today. I was thinking of a way to open this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. Something clever, Shakespearean almost. But alas, I do not have. But I will say, nice to see (laughs) thou, David Johnson. There you go. I said, alas and thou. That's I, I obviously that was, was absent the days that they taught Shakespeare. <laughs> and, and I do remember Romeo and Juliet. And I think we had to watch the movie. I think there was a movie that we had to watch in, for English literature, which was my favorite class. And I, math and science, forget it. Uh, English, though, dude, rock that one. All right. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. If you're wondering why I'm even talking about Shakespeare, it is because we are talking the tragedy of Macbeth. David Johnson, do not lie. What are you? How familiar were you with uh, this story? I like Macbeth because, so gr- growing up in late nineties and early two thousands, there was a lot of programming, whether it was on Nickelodeon or whether it was on whatever you know channel or station, that kind of updated the Macbeth story and put it in terms that like kids could understand a little bit better. So, like, I understood the general gist of, you know, this king is supposed to be or this lord is supposed to be the next king. But then he goes to a group of witches and they tell him this prophecy. You know, I knew and understood that because there was it was put in so many different variations in like cartoons and in like live action, like little play things. And I understood like generally what the story of Macbeth was based upon the fact that I could, oh, they did it on Nickelodeon. That's all I knew as a kid about Macbeth. Can I tell you right now, I've seen this movie, and what you just explained right now means more to me than anything. (laughs) And I'm not dissing the film. We're going to break down my thoughts here later in this episode. By the way, Denzel Washington, who plays Macbeth in this movie, is joining us on this episode of the Backstage Experience (laughs) podcast, and the interview is hilarious. So if anything, stick around for to hear Denzel. Denzel was in rare form the day that I spoke with him just a couple days ago. He's always um, he's always great. But he uh, was in particular. He was like in a good mood. He was funny. He was uh, sarcastic. You're going to you have to go to our YouTube channel for for these. Yeah, uh, because to see Denzel the way he made fun of me speaking old English, (laughs) his reaction, he put his hand. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. But what you just explained, what you just described is more than I actually even knew, David, because I know this will not come as a shocker to anybody listening to this right now or you that I knew nothing about this story. I just I just Shakespeare. I know who he is. Great writer, I guess. I just don't get it. And and mm-hmm. the same thing with this film, which I'll go into detail later, is a slow burn at the beginning. It's it's a slow Shakespeare burn. Again, more on that to come later in this episode. Um, but it is very well done. Um, yes. But but you have to stick with it. You really have to stick with it because at first you're like, why are they talking funny? Which you'll hear a lot of that in my interviews today. <laughs> um, yeah, our interviews today are, are are funny. They're very. You could tell I'm the guy. I just don't know much about that Macbeth dude. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just I just don't. But um, Alex Hassel is in the cast. He's an English actor. 
Uh, he plays the character Ross. And, you know, it's a classic tale. It's been told many times. It's been done on stage. In fact, Alex Hassel, you'll hear in a second, did this on stage. He was part of a, um, uh, a group in London. Um, Factory, okay, the name of the company, uh, the, the, the group in London, they did the stage work and did Macbeth was the Factory Theater Company. So he had experience. And, and I love to ask the question about, like, what was it like to go and look around and see Francis McDormand, Denzel Washington, all these Corey Hawkins, these, this amazing cast. It really is a great cast. And if I'm not mistaken, too, David, one of the director is one of the Coen brothers. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And the Coen brothers have a very particular style of directing. If you remember anything they've done in the past, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Old Brother Where Art Thou, No Country for Old Men, True Grit. They have a style that you can tell it's a Coen Brother movie five minutes into the movie. So the fact that one of them is doing this movie is very, very intriguing. All right, Alex Hassel, he's talking with us, plays the character Ross, starting to break down a little bit more of what is this movie. It is called The Tragedy of Macbeth. Here we go. Let's roll it on the Backstage Experience podcast. When the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. Uh, I know the experience that you have uh, with the theater, the uh, the work factory uh, theater company there in London, where you actually did Macbeth. How did that help you get ready for this particular film? Well, it meant that I got to have a really deep understanding of the language, for one thing, and the story and the plot, the themes, the characters. Um, but a big, a big, yeah, a lot of the usefulness was understanding the language and what was going on and um, what the characters were saying, which is a, a big part of the task when you're doing Shakespeare. How long does it take to actually rehearse? And because as I'm watching a movie, the first thing that I thought to myself was like, wow, these people really talk cool. <laughs> but then I thought about the the angle, the you know, the the direction you all are because you're doing it. How long does it take to? We don't talk like that anymore uh, no. these days. So how long does it take to actually, you know, ingest that and be ready for it? Yeah. Well, um, part of the reason it is thought that Shakespeare wrote an iambic pentameter is so that it was, uh, which is a kind of uh, a series of stresses. Da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum. Um, is so that you could remember it more easily because they the actors would get the script and a week later they'd be performing it with very little rehearsal. So he's written it in a sort of poetic form so that you can remember the lines more easily. So actually remembering it, I don't find that difficult, but getting it to a point of sounding like normal human speech, even though the language is slightly different, obviously, but to make it seem like it hasn't been written down and that you're inventing it while you're thinking, um, that takes, that's the work. Tell me uh, what your reaction was when you found out who you would be starring with. I mean, you've got Francis McDormand, you've got Denzel Washington, uh, Corey Hawkins, you're in it. I mean, what an ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> I still find it slightly difficult to uh, accept and believe uh, having come out the other end of it. Yes, I mean, what an amazing privilege. Uh, I think I kept one of the cool sheets that had the, you know, the list of uh, names on it. Um, it was a real pinch myself moment. And uh, to work with Joe, I mean, is a lifelong ambition um and uh i hope to get to do it again you are listening to the backstage experience podcast and this week we are talking the tragedy of macbeth which is now available on apple tv plus so make sure you check that out we're talking to the one and only Corey hawkins now we've talked to Corey for let's see how far back i can think dude straight out of compton yeah <laughs> 
He's in Kong Skull Island. He was in Black Klansman. He's in Six Underground. We talked to him last year for In the Heights. Corey's been all over the place in the last four or five years. I love it. Corey Hawkins is a really nice guy. Like, you forget that he's, his resume includes those major yeah. films. He's the kind of guy that you could just go hang out with, I mean, just like the corner bar or restaurant if you don't drink or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He's just like a, a cool down-to-earth guy. And he really he, he's, he appreciates everything that he's got going. And then you see him yeah. in, in work, like in this one. And you're like, okay, Corey Hawkins, <laughs> he's a he's legit. I see. I, he, yeah. This dude's gonna have an amazing. He continues to have an amazing career, but it's gonna get even bigger and bigger. And and the guy is just is extremely talented. But again, he's become a friend of ours. So when every time we get to interview him, it's 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 always fun. It's a fun experience, and they're all great. But he's a he really is a friend. I mean, he like he legitimately is, is a buddy of mine of ours. Um. And so this is, a, you know, I think for a lot of these actors, uh, it's a stretch to be in a movie like this. You know, again, you know, yeah. Denzel's done stage work and we'll break that down here in a minute. We hear from Denzel. But, you know, Francis McDormand, I mean, it shows the 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 different um, levels of acting and the skills that they have. And I throw Corey Hawkins into that that group, because when you when you, if you had told me, hey, we're going to make a tragedy of Macbeth movie and Corey Hawkins is going to be it playing Macduff, I would have been like. What? But do you feel and I should have asked this in, in, in retrospect, I should have maybe I should have asked, you know, like, do you do you take a role like this to challenge yourself? That's a good question, man. I wish I would ask that yeah. question because Denzel, I know the answer. He loves doing this stuff. He's he fences, you know, the movie that is an amazing film. Find it. But that started as a stage show. Uh, mm. on Broadway. I would have loved mm. to have seen Denzel on stage. I still want to. At some point, I want to. I know he'll continue as we kind of get back to normal here in our world, but uh, he would just be amazing to watch live. But, you know, for Corey, yeah. this, it's, it can be considered a stretch in character. So um, you're listening to the Backstage Experience podcast, and we are talking to the cast of The Tragedy of Macbeth. Where the place upon the heath there to meet with Macbeth. Uh, I got a message for you from Denzel Washington. I, I, I've read where you said that you were nervous and you were afraid that you were going to injure him in a fight scene. We're no spoilers in this interview. And so what Denzel just told me was, he goes, well, tell Corey that I wish he would have told me that. I'm clumsy, man. I'm, I'm so, I'm like the bumbling idiot in the family, man. I literally, like, yeah, I would trip over my own two feet. And so I was just nervous. And it was our first, we, we hadn't done we hadn't done it together until that day. So, you know, all I could think about was, Lord, if this sword goes flying the wrong way, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's over for him and for me. <laughs> all right. So that made me think about this, too. What was it like, like the first day you were on set and you you saw this ensemble, which is outstanding, including yourself, my friend. Everybody's yeah. in costume. You're doing a William Shakespeare you know, we're going to talk dialogue here in a second. But yeah. what is that? What is that feeling that you have when you're doing something like this? First, I, I would actually say it sort of goes back a little ways because the first day uh, on set for, or technically was for me was the first day of rehearsal because we had the rehearsal period. So <clears throat> that was sort of three weeks prior to that. And, and for Denzel and Fran, even longer, much longer. And so I remember the first day I was there for a costume fitting with Mary and I went over and, and just to say hello. And, and Denzel picks, you know, he's like, what's up? Picks up the book. And we just, we start running through the text and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, 
Um, so that was cool. Uh, and, and, and just the gravity of, of being able to say that I'm in the company that I'm in the company of. I mean, it really did feel like we were a troop, like a sort of acting troop. And, and so we got to give each other permission to just um, to play. And, and I mean, but just imagine that I'm like sitting across and sitting beside my heroes in rehearsals and, and just, uh, we're, we're just, but there was no ego, you know? But was there a challenge to, to doing that, using that dialogue long form in a film like this? The only challenge I think is, is technically being able to do it. But I think honestly, it was, if you, um, it's actually just more fun, you know, it's just fun to be able to, to, to speak the speech, you know, I pray you as Shakespeare, you know, like it's, it's one of those things that uh, I was talking to Catherine Hunter recently about just there. And she's a, you know, RSC Shakespeare vet. And I was talking to her just about the fact that there's new ways now of speaking Shakespeare and we all have ownership of it as much as anybody else. And, you know, as Denzel says, it's like, if people just give themselves the opportunity to sort of just do it, you know, put, put yourself in it and, Shakespeare was a poet of the streets in the same way that some of our musical artists were, you know, are. And so um, it, it sort of stands the test of time. And so I'm really uh, just fortunate to be able to bring that to the screen for people to see and it'll live on in a way that um, it does. It hasn't in the past before. So uh, fortunate in that. Yes, this is the... Bi- no, now I'm turning into Dracula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you, you even paid me a compliment right before the Corey Hawkins interview. You said, Dave. That was good. Tragedy of Macbeth. And I was all dramatic in the way I introduced it. Trying to come out of it. I'm, I'm, I sound like Dracula, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, Tragedy of Macbeth. It's now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. I told you Corey Hawkins is awesome. And again, you can find these interviews on our YouTube channel. Backstage OL. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the notifications button. Uh, and all that good stuff because all the interviews are there and, and David's going to break down at the end of the, our episode. But we're talking tragedy of Macbeth and, and we're about to talk with it's just a screen legend. Um, he really needs no introduction, but we're going <laughs> to give one anyway. And I'm going <laughs> to ask David Johnson, what is your favorite Denzel Washington movie? <laughs> That's like a loaded question almost. <laughs> I have the two immediately come to the top of my mind. Uh, well, three actually. American Gangster, him playing Frank Lucas in that movie, just oh, that's at the top of my head. Glory, if you remember that movie with Matthew Broderick, him. Uh, oh gosh, my brain. There's so many amazing actors. I just don't want to uh, forget their names. But the last one on my on my top Denzel list would have to be Man on Fire, because that movie to me where he goes out for revenge and just go and just lays waste to everyone. That was like Denzel on a mission. And I absolutely love that movie. So those are going to be my like Denzel Washington movies. That Those are my go-tos. Ask me what my favorite Denzel Washington movie is. What is your favorite Denzel Washington movie? Yes. <laughs> Everything. Great the guy answer. could read the phone book. Do they even make phone books? Even more, they don't. But maybe <laughs> online, digital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Denzel could read, you know, the most boring thing, and I would be captivated by it. Um, so, you know him from these stoic, classic roles. He's won awards galore. Um, and I'll say it again. Denzel, to me, is the kind of guy that you could have as a next-door neighbor, and on Saturday mornings, you he'd be out there mowing his lawn. He's just that guy. I asked him in an interview that we did uh, where he keeps the Oscar. 
uh, you know, his big awards. And he says, let me tell you, Dave. He, and he always thinks about his answers. Denzel mm-hmm. kind of puts his head back and he thinks and then he tells you the answer. <laughs> he says, they're in the trophy case. They are next to my kids, <laughs> Little League trophies. He goes, which in my household is probably a bigger thing than an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And I believe him. I think he's telling me the truth because that's the kind of guy Denzel is. He's just every every time that you get a, uh, to spend a, a moment with him. And we've been lucky enough to do that several times. Uh, he he just he just delivers the goods. He's great. So I thought it would be clever to go into since I have interviewed him before to go into the room and talk old English. So the first thing I said to him was like, <laughs> Denzel Washington, <laughs> I said, nice to see thou again. You won't be able to see his reaction on this podcast. So I urge you to go to our YouTube channel, Backstage Joel, and, and check it out. And, and only, and, but you'll be able to hear what he said. Basically, he, he just shook his head. He put his ha- head in his hands and he goes, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, really? It was just so freaking funny, dude. Um, you know, uh, but actually, and then that led to the conversation was like the dialogue, a challenge. You're going to hear Denzel Washington. He's going to sing in this interview. You're about to hear. All right, ladies and gentlemen, truly is an honor for us to have on our podcast, the backstage experience, uh, just a living legend, uh, talking his role as the character Macbeth in the tragedy of Macbeth. This is so cool. Just to even say it. This is Denzel Washington. Very foul. So how did, what is that a challenge to, you know, to, to speak like that, the Shakespearean angle? I know you've done the stage stuff and I know you've, you've done this before, but I, is, is it a challenge to, to do that? You know, what's an interesting challenge is to not to fall into the cliche, you know, my Lord and my Lord, you know, you, you, you can easily fall into, well, even when we were shooting and in rehearsing, uh, they kept saying, I forgot who Joel or Fran or no, no stick up the butt Shakespearean acting, you know, no sort of old proper and, and all of that, you know, he wanted a more naturalistic uh, approach. Corey, uh, Corey Hawkins was talking about the fact that he was terrified that he was going to hurt you uh, in, in the, uh, the, some of the fight scenes. He didn't bother to tell me that. How do you get ready to film those? That's, you know, that's fun. I've done a lot of fight scenes on the movies over the years and sword fights and every other knife fights and every other kind of fight. So that, that, that's, that's the fun part of Shakespeare. There's always got to be one swashbuckling battle scene, you know. Tell me about the costumes, man. Any funny stories? Were they, uh, did they pinch? Did they, how did it feel to, to, to be Macbeth? I, I never Fortnite? knew that I would love a skirt so much. Now, did I tell you or did I not tell you that Denzel Washington is just the greatest? <laughs> Dude, I laugh. Even just so good. listening to that just now again, and um, that's about the fourth or fifth time I've, you know, I did the interview. And then now, even now, I listen to it in post-edit, <laughs> yep. and uh, I, I just, I'd laugh every time. He's... He's just great, man. Um, he's just he's just a cool dude. Um, but yeah, I want to see him. I, we'll go, David. I want to go see him live yes. on stage because I think you would appreciate it as much. Like I know Diz, oh, yeah. but John, you know who we work with, Stenval. Mm-hmm. I have to, every time we get an off night in New York, and I want to go to see a show like on Broadway, I have to drag him in there. <laughs> and uh, uh, and and I think you would you would go to see a, a Denzel thing. All right. So my thoughts on this particular film. It's a slow burn. It's Shakespeare. You need to stick with it. 
Um, I will be honest with you that first 10 or 15 minutes of this, I was kind of like, oh boy, this is going to be, this is going to be rough. You know, just yeah. with the dialogue and again with the thou is thou and thou thou. You could tell I only know that one word from Shakespeare. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of that. It's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the fight scenes are great. But it's, it's a slow burn. Now, if you can stick with it, and you talked about the Coen brothers. You know, Joel, I believe, is the director on this one, the one Coen. Yes. They do know how to tell a story. So if you can get yes. past the first 10 or 15 minutes, and again, when the witches come in, I love the something wicked, this way comes. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. That's in it. That's in Macbeth. Yep. And you hear it. And the again, it's in black and white. But if you can get past the first 10 or 15 minutes, David, I think the payoff is is great. It is long. It does clock in around two hours. It is long. And there Mm -hmm. are parts that do get slow. Mm -hmm. And I blame the dialogue for that. It has nothing to do with acting, but I blame it because it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare, yeah. And everybody now listening to us is going, "Uh uh-oh, Dave, is you know what, what? (laughs) Is he dissing him? No, I'm not. Because, again, if you stick with it, the payoff is great, but you've really got to, like, turn off your phone, Pay attention. You have to pay yeah. attention to this one. And it's playing on Apple TV Plus, so you're watching it there at home. I was going to say, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but do you think it's, you think it would be wise for people to do a little research about the story of Macbeth before they watch this movie and at least generally know what the, what the general story is and then look at this as an adaptation of the story? Absolutely. And now is the okay. time to rewind rewind this particular episode of the backstage experience (laughs) go back to the beginning and pay attention to what david told us earlier because honestly i've seen it and listening to you describe it the way that you did david made me understand it more and i it's been like i don't know a week since i've seen seen it but Mm -hmm. listening to you right now made me understand a little bit more of of what this story is and it made it uh yeah absolutely i agree with everything you just said insofar as like absolutely research the uh the story because it is again shakespeare and unless you have a you know big knowledge of of william shakespeare and we all know his work obviously but the average person like myself (laughs) you know i just turned this thing on and i'm like "Uh uh-oh what's going on i would compare so it's made for the audience who really uh, not really understands but is looking for like the nuance of certain shakespearean stuff compared to the first thing that comes to my mind, you remember the the 1990 uh, Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio, uh, the very like aggressive where they were using yes. weapons and all that. That was like yes. the the hyper action stylized version, and this is the more nuanced version of a Shakespeare stuff. Ooh, big big word. I like that. Yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. This is a Shakespeare Shakespeare. This yeah. is not for the masses. Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's not a diss, but you should research before you turn this thing on. Otherwise, you will be lost. You will get lost. But it's definitely worth the investment. The payoff is great. Again, the fight scene with Denzel and Corey uh, towards the end is just, dude, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's just. Yeah. And then and yeah, the costuming, everything uh, is cool about it. But no, no, everything that we have told you uh, in this particular episode. All right. um, Yeah, that's it. That's our discussion of tragedy at Macbeth. 
and David Johnson take us home and tell us everything else that is coming up. Thank you, everyone, that is listening to this episode right now. We truly appreciate it. Subscribe. Hit the notification. That's YouTube. But subscribe (laughs) to it. If you're on Apple, give us the five-star rating. And uh, tell your friends about this podcast because we're really excited about, again, if you go through our library and the people that we've had on this, you know, Tom Holland a couple of weeks ago, biggest movie of all time now, Spider-Man. These are the people that we have on, on a regular uh, mm-hmm. you know, on, on this particular podcast. So please, we love doing this for you. We love telling the stories, talking about it. You got to hear my very poor Shakespeare, <laughs> old English talk <laughs> that transformed me into Dracula early on. <laughs> but David, thanks for, uh, for everything for, you know, explaining. And you did, you did a great setup again. I'll say it, dude, that's why you're the best. Seriously, <laughs> you set it up. And even though it's been almost a week since I've seen this thing, it made a little bit more sense to me on your explanation. I wish I had known that before. Uh, I saw it because I would have, okay, 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 cool. And again, maybe go rewind and go to the beginning of this episode to hear what David said, because honestly, that's the kind of stuff I think you need to see Tragedy of Macbeth, which is now streaming on Apple TV+. David, what do we have coming up? And I want to get your final thoughts. We have a lot of new projects coming up. Believe it or not, we're already halfway through January. Uh, The year is just speeding by already. We've got Roland Emmerich's new action film, Moonfall, coming up soon. We've got Home Team, which is a story of Sean Payton when he got suspended, starring Kevin James. We've got plenty of stuff. We've got the new season of Servant, uh, which is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. We've got plenty of projects coming down the pipeline. So make sure you are subscribed to the Backstage Experience podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you can find us, iHeartRadio. Make sure you're listening and subscribed and following along. Tune in next week for a really, really great episode as Dave and I come back to talk more projects and more movies coming up in 2022. Make sure you're following along because there's a lot of new stuff coming. So we will see you again next week. Until then, take care. Take care.